Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Uncensored Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dowdy. And as promised a couple of weeks ago, I had an awesome conversation with my friend, Twist, who is a professional speaker. And so last time we talked, we talked a lot about speaking as a career. And she was gracious enough to come back and share with us how to actually pitch yourself to get on stage. So Twist, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited you're here. Yay, yay, we're doing it again. Yay, awesome. So I did share with everyone last time, and if you're brand new to the podcast, I always love to tell you guys how I met my guest. So Twist and I met, she actually came into my Facebook group, which I'm not even sure how she wound up there. We traded some messages, wound up grabbing a coffee chat, uh, which is one of my favorite things to do. Um, and you are on a a goal, like you have a goal to do 100 podcasts by the end of 2020. So I want to talk about that too. So uh, she did an awesome job for pitching herself to me as a podcast guest. And I always love bringing you guys people that look at things from a different perspective, have different ideas. Uh, And so I'm super excited that you're here. So um, tell us, tell us your podcast story. Because I don't even know if you told me like why your quest for 100 podcasts and what you're hoping to leverage there and all that good stuff. Can we start there? Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. So I started doing podcasts at like five or six years ago and i've only ever been a guest i've not yet had my own podcast although there is an increased demand for that people frequently message me and hey are you gonna start your own when are you gonna start your own have you started your own yet so this is definitely something that may be on the horizon but you didn't hear it here first Awesome. Anyway, yeah. So I just started guesting on other people's podcasts and then people started asking me to do series on their podcasts. So I did a whole bunch of stuff on the Inspired Choices Network and probably was, I think I was on four different podcasts and I did, ooh, I don't know. It's got to be up to 15, 16, 17, something like that episodes there now. Awesome. And then, uh, I've been on, recent, more recently, been on Cody Builds a Business with Cody Birch from the One Hour Funnel. He and I met at Archangel. You and I have jammed out. Alicia May from the Six Figure Event Podcast and I have jammed out. And I also, on both of those, I've hijacked their podcasts, which is so much fun because then I've turned it on the tables and like interviewed them. It was amazing. Oh, fun. And uh, I was recently and have been invited back to a podcast domination with uh, Luis, um, excuse me, Luis Diaz. So I'm pretty excited about some of the stuff that's going on. So that's my podcast history. Awesome. And so what was, what's the objective though? And I want you to share this because you know my audience is, is newer entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your objective in getting on all these podcasts? How is this helping you in your career? So it's a multi-faceted answer, Ryan. The big thing is that I wanted to learn a new stage. I'm a professional speaker, as you shared. Being on a podcast is a stage. It's a different kind of stage. And so I want to be able to be really great with people in lots of different ways. And podcasts are just one of them. And to be quite honest with you, the first podcast I was on, I was like at my off-grid cabin, which is in the middle of nowhere, where you have to like drive into the bush for 20 minutes after driving out of civilization four hours, and then you have to take a boat. Like I was out there. And I had to go to a friend's house to use their landline to do this podcast, and I was so stressed out. That was my first podcast. And (laughs) And now I get to just do this, and I get to jam, and I'm from wherever I am. I've recorded in England, I've recorded, I'm in Florida right now, I'm Canadian, so I'm just here on a trip. And I've recorded from all over the place. And I do it not only to learn how to do this, but also really to contribute to so many different audiences. So when you are a great podcast guest, the host is so appreciative because it is hard to find great podcast guests. 
I see yeah. that all the time. Get on air with somebody and suddenly it's like, you know, overdone popcorn. It's just so exciting to have somebody on and you want to keep listening. Not at all, right? <laughs> right. So we want to make sure that when we are podcast guests and, and speaking from my perspective, when I am a podcast guest, that my primary objective is to contribute something to the audience that they haven't heard somewhere else or that they're listening to in a new way. So it makes a difference for them. This is never about me. Right. As most things in business, you guys know, if you spend any amount of time with me, I, that's totally my jam. We, we give value, we show up, we network, we provide value and just the law of reciprocity, reciprocity in and of itself winds up paying you tenfold, um, just by doing just that. So I think that's awesome. So Can let's I add something? Wait, wait, of course, something very important to add to what you Ooh, just said. Yes, please do. My yeah. friends, the law of reciprocity does not state that tomorrow or next week or next month that it's going to come back to give you something good. And it may not come back in the way that you expect it to. It may come back in somebody else hears your podcast five years from now. And because you're in it for the long haul, you're then contacted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you for pointing that out. That's true. There, there is no timeline in the law of reciprocity, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So let's talk about pitching yourself as a speaker, as a podcast guest in any way, because like you said, this is a stage, right? So I'm assuming what you'll teach us will work for if you're trying to get on a, a literal stage, if you're trying to get onto a podcast, if you're trying to be a guest Facebook Live in somebody else's community. Um, my guess is these practices are kind of universal. Am I correct in assuming that? Some of them are. I think the failing okay. principles and the values of them are similar. Techniques might be a little bit different. So I'll try and touch on a bunch of different things. If sure. you're listening, I apologize if we jump around for the next little while. You may want to take notes or listen to this several times. <laughs> this is a story of my life. They can never get me to tell the story in a straight line. They're, they're used to it by now. They spend any time here. So, so let's talk about that. So last time we talked about like your, your career and how you became a speaker and, and all of those different things. So now you are trying to literally pitch yourself as a speaker and you're probably pitching out. You told us to like 2021 at this point in the game, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. So give us the, the behind the scenes process twist of what that looks like. So I think the first thing that you need to know before you try and pitch yourself on a podcast, and when I say you, I'm speaking to myself as well, okay? So mm -hmm. know that I have done these things too, is you need to be really clear on what you have to offer the audience. So yeah. for example, if I came on and said, okay, Ryan, I am going to talk about A, B, and C, and then Ryan has me on her podcast and I start talking about D, E, and F, that's not fair mm -hmm. to her audience. So a direct example for those of you who need one is and Ryan knows this, I am not only a speaker, I am the co-founder of a monthly subscription. Uh -huh. And Ryan and I have not talked about me talking about what that is on air, so I'm not going to right now because we didn't talk about it. Yep. This is a direct example of what you don't do. So I could come on here and say, oh, I also happen to do this, blah, 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 and hijack and try and sell, but that's not what I'm here for. I'm uh -huh. here because what we set up in the beginning is that we were gonna talk about what it's like to be a speaker, how to get speaking gigs, who you are on stage, et cetera. So that's what you stick to. So let your podcast hosts know what it is they can expect from you, and then you stick to that when you're interviewed. That's a big thing at the beginning. Would you agree, Ryan? 100%, 100%, yes. It's, that's super important. And, I, and I've done it on both sides, right? Like as the, as the person interviewing someone, 
And then as the person who's been interviewed, like I always, I always try to stay in my lane anyway, uh, believe it or not, <laughs> but it's even more important when you're, when you're leveraging somebody else's audience, uh, cause you want to be really respectful of that person, giving you that stage, giving you that opportunity to talk to their people. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So what is the, what is that? So we, we just kind of figured out last time you talked to us about like, you got to figure out what you want to speak on. You have to kind of figure out your go-to topics. Is it a topic? Is it a talk? What it, like when you're pitching yourself to speak on a literal stage, whether free or paid, what does that look like? So for me, in my opinion, what that looks like is a polished, a polished speech. The irony of the fact that I just messed that up. A <laughs> polished speech that can be easily referred to other audiences and other event planners. That's what it is for me. And I used to think, ironically, that you should have to come up with a new speech every time because one trick ponies shouldn't make money. And then I went to this incredible professional speaker training. Can I give the name? Would they be okay with you? Yeah, yeah okay. of course. See friends, I just asked permission of my host because we didn't previously talk about it. Very respectful. It's important you do this too. Mm -hmm. I went to a speaker training with heroic public speaking, Michael and Amy Port in um, Lambertville, New Jersey. I went down and I learned a whole bunch about the craft of speaking from them. I was a good speaker before. I was a really good speaker before. I am a damn good speaker now because of going to work with them. And so one of the things that we always wanna do is to be as good as we can in our own lane. So touching back on what we talked about a minute ago about what you need to get booked, I have what's called a speaker one sheet. So it's all of the information about me, what your audience will get, my topics, et cetera. And mm -hmm. I have a presentation topics sheet. So if somebody wants that separate, I have that. So those are a couple of the things that you can have ready as well as a professional headshot. Please, please do not crop a shot of you with your family. Like just don't do it. <laughs> yes. Right? Like get some professional headshots done and send those in with your proposal. So here, I know that You've listened to my audience because you can tell me about these three or four or five or 10 podcasts of mine you've listened to. Here's how you're different. Here's how you're going to contribute. Like those are the conversations that you want to have when you're looking at getting booked on podcasts and on stages. Absolutely. How do you, how do you do the research on the events? Like how do you know which events to pitch yourself on twist? What's that look like for you? So for me, I know specifically that I, because I used to be a tradesperson, there mm -hmm. is what I refer to as a listening for other tradespeople. So there's a different level of respect for people who've already been there, basically. And because I was a woman in the trades and that's not common, it's even more important for me to direct my energies at those events. I know that there are provincial or statewide events for those of you in the States and Canada. There are also national events. And then on a smaller scale, there's regional events. So sometimes what we have to do is find the regional events and be seen and heard there before we're referred to national stages, which then gets us onto, excuse me, for provincial stages, which then gets us onto national stages. Uh -huh. And realistically, that can take years. Yeah. I just got in to speak for, and I'm so excited that I got to do this. Like, I am just so grateful. And again, it was a relationship. It was an introduction from somebody else. 
I didn't pitch these people. They were referred, we were introduced. So I was referred to them through somebody that I met in another course that was totally unrelated. You never know where you're going to meet people. And yeah. that was for the uh, HR association in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I got referred to one specific chapter, so a regional event, and I went and did it and was hugely praised and am now being referred for their 2021 events because they've got their 2020 events booked up. So this is a long game. Speaking is a long game. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then is it, and you had talked about it in the last podcast, but I want you to hit on it again a little bit. It's you're, you're creating a relationship with the meeting planner. That's your person, right? So not necessarily who's putting on the event. It's the actual meeting planner that stands. So who does that meeting planner work for? I guess, cause so I'm gonna give you the backstory behind that question. Like I, one of my good girlfriends, um, you know, for my, my early twenties was worked for the Hyatt as a meeting planner. Mm -hmm. Um, so she stood behind it from that perspective. Are we talking to the meeting planner who, where's the meeting planner? It's the very short question. I'll get the to very, the point, I swear. The very short question <laughs> has, yeah, the very short question has a variety of answers. So if you are looking at somebody who has uh, a solo event that they're putting on or a smaller event being like a hundred people or less, right. they probably don't have an in-house meeting planner. So they have somebody that, or event planner, because I'm using that term interchangeably, just out of yep. respect, make sure everybody knows that. Uh, so for example, when Tarzan Kay and Sage Polaris put on their event in Niagara, they hired Alicia May from Eventistry to put the event on. So that's what they did. When we look at uh, like Landscape Ontario or Landscape uh, New Brunswick, PEI, all of those places, they have, uh, committees of people that volunteer or a staff member that looks after it. So it's gonna be different. And the most important thing that you can know is because there isn't one answer for people banging their head against the wall right now, Right. what this means is you have to build relationships to get introductions. And then because you have a polished speech or you've been great on a podcast, that's how you get a referral. That's what this looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. So we do our research, we plan for the long game, we kind of look at things from different angles, see what introductions we can get in, all that good stuff. So you hang out in my Facebook community, so you know I'm big on this. Like I always talk about pitching yourself as the solution to a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, what is the problem that these people have? So when you're pitching yourself as a speaker, mm -hmm. is it pitching yourself as to solve the event? planner's problem or that you know the problem that the people at the event will have? Like, what's that look like? Because you're, you're kind of selling to two people, right? You have to convince the event planner that you know what you're talking about, but then you also have to have good enough content for the people in the audience. Yeah, so you're absolutely right on both ends. So there's different ways you can get referred as a speaker. So you can mm -hmm. get referred event planner to event planner. Mm -hmm. You can get referred uh, agency to agency or association to association, chapter to chapter, that kind of thing. So uh -huh. there are different ways because sometimes an audience member will hear you speak at, you know, an event for uh, people who love barbecue sauce that actually exists. Okay. Uh -huh. But they go, wait a minute. My husband is president of the winter glove association. Don't get me wrong. Like there are these things. Okay. And she goes, wait, I, I think I should introduce you to my husband. And then you get a referral into somewhere else. And generally what happens, and this isn't hard and fast, but this is generally what happens, Ryan. Once you're in with one industry, you go through that whole industry for a few years. And then 
along the way, somebody refers you to the next one and you go through that whole industry because they want to have you. It's like you're a hot commodity. Right. So, you know, I think a great example of this is I did the Landscape Ontario Congress in January. I did their irrigation conference less than a month later. I am going out to do the Atlantic provinces because they all do theirs together uh, in a couple of weeks. And I'm going back to do the Ontario Landscape Congress in 2020. So that's an example. And I'm looking to get into more of those. So I become like the landscaping speaker, even though I'm not specifically speaking about landscaping, I'm speaking about marketing, both on and offline or HR topics. So that's how that works. Is that helpful for people to hear, I think? I think so. Um, and I'll be honest with you, and part of the reason why you and I started talking is speaking is one of the things that I want to better leverage um, in my career. I love um, I love speaking and training. I came from that in the corporate world. And what's some advice or encouragement twist that you could give someone who's like, I think I want to do that someday. And as you said, it's a long game. So we need to start sooner rather than later. What's, what's some of that encouragement for somebody who's standing there looking at you being like, I want to do that, or I want that to be part of my business plan as I grow. Um, where do they, where do they start in trying to learn all of this? Cause you and I had a coffee conversation and I was taking notes and I was mind blown. So <laughs> There's a lot to learn, but where do they start? Where do they start? There's the business side and there's the craft of speaking. And those are two different things. Yes. But the business side of speaking, you can get involved with uh, the National Speakers Association or the Canadian Mm -hmm. Association of Professional Speakers. If you are elsewhere in the world, you can look up the Global Speakers Federation. So that's very much the business side of things. I, Ryan, can I have your permission to like promote somebody really specific? Of course. Yeah, go ahead. So Tiffany is a woman that I just have mass respect for. She is the manager of David Averin, who's one of the best marketing speakers in the world. He has amazing books and they have a speaker's boot camp that you can buy online. It's a course. I think it's, I don't know, a thousand dollars or less. And they pull back the curtain on what it's like to really be in the industry and what it takes to be a, a professional speaker on a high level. So that's, those are some resources there. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the craft of speaking, the only people I would ever go to are the people at Heroic Public Speaking. They are incredible. They both have done their masters in theater. So they at two, and I don't want to make it a mistake, but I feel like it's uh, Yale and Harvard. Oh, I'm so sorry, Michael and Amy, if I got that wrong, but they have trained at a very, very, very high level and have trained the best speakers in the world. And what makes them so amazing, Ryan, is that they don't think that everybody should speak the same way. You don't move in a specific pattern to get a specific result, to get people to look at you a certain way. You don't speak slower because people can't listen as fast. That's not how they operate. How they operate is making you the best speaker you can because you are a great version of you and you know yourself the best. So they honor who you are and bring out the best in you on stage. That's what they do. So those are my resources that I would give people. Awesome. How important do you think it is to really invest in the craft piece of it? Because there, and the reason, again, as someone who is interested in this, my thought is, you know, I guess on podcasts all the time. I talk on small stages all the time, but I'm obviously not getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. You know, how important do you think that piece of it really is? If somebody is guest podcasting and, and getting in front of some other audiences currently. I think it's more important than knowing the business. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> tell, tell me why you think that. 
I'll give you an example. I have done nothing to market myself as a speaker. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Like I, I have always been approached. I have always been referred. And I mean, I've been booked for $10,000 gigs with no live website, no demo reel, no one sheet because another event planner said, oh my gosh, you absolutely have to have her on your stage. Like you cannot have another event without her. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So it all goes back to what we always talk about, which is networking and building an audience and focusing on the human part of your business, not the tech part of your business. Yeah. And I think if people, I mean, let's, can we skip back just a little bit yes. to the podcasting side of it? So mm -hmm. you asked me a question at the beginning and you asked me about why I want to do a hundred podcasts in a hundred yeah. And we did talk about, you know, I did mention that I want to do it because I want to be better for different audiences. It's also because, and I need your permission here. Like, can I skip to yep. some more personal details? Of course, please do. Okay. So the monthly subscription that we launched, yeah. we want to help people. We did it because we want to help people. So yes, I love being on podcasts, but I also sure. believe, and this is all built around like what our product is, is we believe that we can build businesses through belonging. That's mm -hmm. what we believe through storytelling and belonging. And that's what our product helps people do who are stuck on what to post on social media. Mm -hmm. And we do it in a way that's completely different. Like we mail something to people every month that helps them with social media. The complete irony of that falls right? short of nobody, right? So although that's what we want, and yes, we want to increase our audience, what we really want is to get the message out that this doesn't have to be complicated and you matter. Your story matters. Your connection to your audience matters. And this is how we do it. Would you like to do it with us? That's what it's about. So it's always, always, always audience first. Yes. Yes. Oh, so much. Yes. Because again, I mean, guys, I don't care if you're selling yourself as a speaker, if you're selling yourself as a social media manager, if you're selling yourself as a coach, it always has to be audience first, because quite frankly, nobody cares about you. <laughs> they care about what's in it for them. Um, and there's a lot happening there, but yes, 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 yes. Um, that is fantastic. So, uh, we walked through a lot of it. What, as someone who doesn't know your business, it's so funny. Normally when I interview people, I know a lot about what they do, but to me, this is totally foreign and I'm learning along with the audience. So what didn't I ask twist that I should have, um, about really getting yourself out there on stage? What you didn't ask was how to get paid. Ooh, tell us about that. Friends. It doesn't matter if you get paid when you start. You listen to me. I did like a hundred speeches before I got paid. And the first time I got paid, I got paid a hundred bucks. <laughs> I was, I got the phone call. I had a yellow bedroom, mm -hmm. big, huge, beautiful windows. And I get the phone call. I just got out of the shower. I wasn't even dressed. I was in my underwear, Ryan. And they called and I had to like keep myself composed because I was dancing and jumping around so hard because I was so excited that I was being paid a hundred dollars to speak. Yes. It doesn't matter if you get paid. What matters is that you practice. I spend an hour, a minimum of an hour practicing for every minute of new content I develop. And I throw out 80% of what I create. That's what's important. Interesting. That you are able to get through all the yuck so that you can get the gold, so that you can polish that, so that you can give it to somebody, so that you eventually have a referable speech. That's what you need to know.
So getting paid is not the most important thing when you start. But you shift into getting paid. Is that when somebody just makes the offer? Like you get referred to the right place or how do you, how do you kind of sense that in your business? I, I know it from like a service, like a done for you service. Like I, I know when to shift there. How do you shift on the speaking side? So do you think that's a thing? Can you get pigeonholed as like somebody who speaks for free? So yes, you can get pigeonholed as somebody who speaks for free. And at first it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Go to local networking groups, tell them you'll speak for 20 minutes at yep. no charge and just try out new content. Eventually yep. you can just say to people, you can literally just flip the switch. You can flip the switch and say, great. Could you tell me what your budget is? Yeah. And you just ask. And if they ask you what your fee is, then you have to decide in that moment. Like if you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm a $500 speaker. And friends, like there was a point in my life where I could not do that. You need to hear that. Like I could not say that I was a $500 speaker. I couldn't say that. If you can look at yourself in the eye and say, I deliver $500 of value to every single person sitting in the audience, then you're $500 speaker. If you deliver $2,500 of value to everybody sitting in the audience, then you're $2,500 speaker. In the same breath, value is not just about selling them something or giving them something. It's about what they take away and perceive as valuable. Yeah. Two very different things. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. We could, we could go off on that tangent for days. Um, awesome. Awesome. So it's like everything it's, it's trial or error, right? Like try on, we had this conversation um, in a group coaching call today. You got to kind of drop, try on different pricing and what feels good and what you can say confidently versus, you know, so it's, it's very much trial and error. I think in everything that we do, um, I think anybody who tries to, to guide you down one path or another, when it comes to pricing, um, well, I think they, they have, they, they mean well, um, to your point, you have to look yourself in the mirror and then you have to look somebody else in the mirror. You have to look somebody else in the eyes and say, this is my rate. And I feel really good about it. Um, cause you have to stand confident in it to be able to demand it. And you have to be willing to walk away if they won't pay it. Yep. Like recently somebody referred me to speak and it was in the transportation industry. And I had a couple of emails with this person. They actually dropped the ball. I picked it back up and then had a call with somebody else in the agency that this person referred me to speak to who assumed that I would come and speak for free. Hmm. And I, the bill for their um, delegates, I think was something like $1,500 a piece. And they were going to have a hundred people there, but they wanted free speakers and they were having trouble getting quality speakers and couldn't figure out why. Yep. So he said, how much do you charge? And I told him, and it's different in Canada than it is in the U S and it's different in Europe and it's different in Australia. So make sure wherever you are that you also like get connected with what local fees are. Yep. But you know, I, I mentioned it to him and I, sorry, I didn't mention, I, I said to him, this is my fee for this. And he said, okay, well, I'll get back to you later today or on Monday. That was a Friday afternoon. And I followed up with him and he just never called me back. Like, okay, it's fine. I, I'm not coming for free. I'm past yeah. that point. I'm past that point. Now I have things that I have special rates for that, Hey, that might be super valuable to talk about. You know, when things just like fall out of your brain and you're like, Hey, we should tell people this. Can we tell people this? We should tell people this. <laughs> Like I have, I have a youth conference. It's with Rotary that I've been mm -hmm. speaking for since like I was a very green speaker. Like I've probably been doing it for, I don't know, seven years, eight years. Mm -hmm. And I bill them $500. It's a youth conference. Right. I know that every single one of those kids is sponsored. 
Right. I, and I love going. Like it does something for me to go there. So I do one of those a year. You awesome. I, I have a couple of um, other youth programs that I'm connected with and I charge between $500 and $2,000 for that. That's it, $2,500. Like that's, that's what it is. You don't, you, know, you don't have to take in the big bucks every single time because sometimes the little bucks make the biggest difference. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you, Twist, so much for taking the time. Um, and like I said, I could sit here and pepper you with questions for days, uh, but I think you can give everybody a, a lot to think about um, as far as how to get themselves on stage, how to start networking. Um, if, it's on, if it's on your big plan, guys, if it's on that long-term plan, now is a good time to start talking about it. Any final words of wisdom? And I want you to tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you as well. Yeah, so I'm super easy to find online. I'm Alyssa Twist Light on Facebook and on Instagram. We are at Social Innovation Monthly. At Social Innovation Monthly, I apologize. So that's where you can find us on Instagram. And we have like two pictures up because it's a brand new thing for us. So don't lie, profile. We're all new at something. And there's the thing that I'm new at. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, then you need to guys need to go follow Twist on Instagram. Um, let her know that you, you found her here. You heard her here. Thank you again so much for being so generous with your time, some sharing some really awesome insight with our audience. Um, guys, this is like my favorite thing to do is bringing you guys something new and different, something I don't know a lot about. So I hope you enjoy this. As always, join us over in the Sales Skills for Women in Business Facebook group if you're continuing to look for support and growing your business and getting new clients. And we will see you on next week's podcast.